On October 19th, a scissor-tailed flycatcher showed up on a farm north of Duluth and stuck around for over a week. It spent most of its time near cows fenced in far off the road, flycatching and perched on the fence and atop several trees. From the road, it was very tiny. Some birders searched for as long as an hour before locating it. But once we saw it, it was easy to identify and to take identifiable photos. When the bird was first found, a birder talked to the property owner who said it was fine for people to look at it from the road, but that for several reasons he did not want people walking onto his land for closer looks. Respecting people's property rights and not trespassing are no-brainers and obvious legal issues, also clearly codified in the American Birding Association's Code of Birding Ethics, quote, never enter private property without the landowner's permission. A lot of birders descended on the spot, and for the most part, everyone stayed on the road. But last week, three birders brazenly walked right through the field up to the fence, both trespassing and spooking the cattle. It's mortifying for me when birders violate the law, much less basic ethics, to get a better look at a rare bird. It gives all of us a bad reputation and can make people justifiably reluctant to report any rare birds on their property. Almost always, the people approaching too closely are not just birding, they're photographers. I take pride in being an ethical photographer, respecting both property owners and the bird itself, so I do my best not to approach closer than a bird seems comfortable with. My ethics are hardly perfect, and there are gray areas. Indeed, I got an anonymous email after I saw the very last bird I added to my continental U.S. and Canada list, the young flamingo I recently saw in Florida at the end of a long bridge on the causeway to Fred Howard Park in Pinellas County. It was standing in shallow water right next to the highway, but what caught my eye as we drove along was not the flamingo, but a flock of black skimmers and royal terns loafing on the nearby sandy shore. When we pulled over and got out of the car, none of the birds flushed or even looked toward us. They're clearly accustomed to human bustle. Indeed, during the time we were there, eight or ten other cars pulled over, some on our side and some on the other side of the road, and people jumped out to look at dolphins, large fish, and other non-birds. The unsigned email asked me not to post the location of this flamingo, saying this would hurt the bird's, quote, natural foraging instincts, and crowds of people would make it flush. Quote, this is the reason most flamingos have left the area, end quote. I don't divulge the locations of a lot of rare birds, and the flamingos that appeared in Florida and so many other states this fall arrived after Hurricane Idalia. They obviously deserved peace and quiet after their exhausting journey. I'm sure that birders approaching too close disturbed many of these poor depleted birds.
but we can't expect vagrants to stick around long after they get their bearings, especially in marginal habitat along busy causeways. I felt certain that this flamingo would eventually move on to a safer place, and meanwhile, posting about it didn't seem problematic since it seemed so comfortable with traffic and human activity. Other than trespassing, birding ethics are not black and white. I try to err on the side of caution, but I'm sure I've crossed some lines over the years. And the vast majority of birders really are ethical. When a rufous hummingbird showed up in my yard in November 2021 during the pandemic, birders were asked to stay outside the gate and to not block my driveway or my neighbors. Everyone was respectful of those rules. Indeed, the one person who was criticized for being unethical with that hummingbird was me. A local photographer chastised me publicly for posting about her, claiming so many gawkers must be stressing her out. But she was coming to my feeders by choice with good alternatives. She was also visiting two nearby feeding stations without birders. She left an early afternoon on December 4th, a very mild day, after the wind shifted from south to northwest. I hope those new tailwinds carried her safely to a Balmier location. We're all of us muddling through life, most of us trying to be good people. When it comes to birding ethics, I guess that's all there really is to say about it. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.